PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. Glory to God. I want to share with you that in 2023, it's going to be a great year um, for us, for the church, for you, for your family. I want to share with you a couple of directives here that's in my spirit to give to you. Um, you can write them down if you want or just play it back on YouTube tonight when you get home. But I want to share with you that you're going to have to be comfortable this year, comfortable in being uncomfortable. Whenever progress, growth, or advancement happens in a person's life, it puts them in an uncomfortable position. It is a place where, uh, do you remember when you were in school and you were, say, in middle school, and when you were the top of your class in middle school and you were getting ready to transition to high school, when you were in middle school, you were, you, you know, you ran the place. You, you know, you, you were the top tier of the group, you, you know, you and your little group ran stuff, then you went to high school. You graduated, but you didn't feel like you did when you walked into the homeroom for the first day. When I walked in the, first, in the homeroom that first day, the teacher told me, he said, you are nothing. That's what he told us. He said, y'all are nothing. You're just freshmen. That's all y'all are. I was like, wow, sobering effect right there. First day, smack right in the face. But the thing is that we had three other classes above us people that preceded us, but yet it was a, it was a increase. It was a graduation for us, but we're now at the bottom when just the other day we were at the top. See, a lot of people sabotage their promotion because they like the feeling of being on top. So they'll sabotage their own promotion because they don't want to start. They don't like the sense of starting over. You're not starting over. You're actually advancing to a new level. It's just a place that you're not comfortable with. And check this out. Nobody knows you at this next level. Oh, my God. And so God told me to tell you that, yes, you are advancing, but you're going to have to be comfortable at being uncomfortable in this year. New levels that I have never seen. But declare this with me. I'm entering to new levels that I've never been before. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to get comfortable in being uncomfortable. Job opportunities are going to come. Relationships are going to open up to you. Amen. Things are going to shift in your life. Even geographically, you're going to have to shift locations where you live. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to know anybody. You're not going to know anybody in the new department that you're going into. You're not going to know anybody at the senior center. You're not going to know anybody. Amen. As you come into the new church here, you, you know, you, you're the only one. You don't know anybody. Most people are comfortable going to church because they know somebody there. But God's going to shift some of y'all to churches that you don't, nobody knows you and nobody, nobody, nobody knows you and you don't know nobody. And you're going to be like, God's put me in a place where I'm unknown. But that's a place of promotion. Lord, have mercy. And so I want you to understand that in, when the flesh will make you feel uncomfortable, but in the place of promotion, that is very important. This is not my message. This is some directives for this year. All right. I want you to also put down on your notes, commit to one thing, living your best life. I want you to commit to one thing. I don't want you all over the place. Amen. Amen. God, I mean, a lot of times we get involved in so many things trying to find out which one's going to work. God's like, trust me with the one thing I put in your heart to do. Stick with it this year. Amen. I'm going to give you one thing. I'm going to give you one thing. And God made, told me very clearly that one thing's going to be enough for you. Amen. It's going to be enough for you. Just because it may not produce as quickly as you want it to be, it's going to produce more than you could ever expect it to be if you could just stick with the one thing. Amen. All right. Two. All right. Two directive, another, another directive here. Support your local congregation, church, ministry with time, money, and prayers. It's, it's a time in 2023 that we support our churches, we support our ministries, we support the people that are watching over our souls and watching and giving us the word of the Lord. Support your local congregation as a directive for this year. Number three is extend your hand to help others, not necessarily other believers, but anyone who the Lord leads you to. Let this be a year that we help extend your hand to help others. In other words, the Holy Spirit will put in your sights at times people who need help. They don't have to ask you for help. 
God's going to reveal to you that they need help, and that's the time that you're going to move by the presence of God and by the instructions of God to help people. You're going to extend your hand to help other people. They don't have to be church members. They don't have to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. They don't have to be your ethos. They don't have to be your color. Come on, somebody. It's whoever the Lord puts on your heart to help, help them. It will be a blessing to them, and it will be a blessing to you. Number, number five I have on my list here. No fear to move forward. Be unapologetic. Be your unapologetic self this year. Amen? No fear to move forward. Be your unapologetic self this year. Why did the Holy Spirit tell me to say that to you? Some people are still waiting on other people. We wait on people. We have dreams and goals and aspirations, and we have, we, we wait on other people. And we use other people why we don't move forward. And the Lord says, stop waiting on other people and move forward. If they're meant to be in your life, they'll catch up. Amen, somebody. Well, I'm waiting to see if he's going to if he's going to propose. I'm waiting to see if this person is going to change. I'm waiting to see if this if this opportunity is going to open up. You're, you've been waiting for the last too long. God says, don't wait this year. That's instruction from the Holy Spirit. However that applies to your life, God bless you. All right. Uh, what else we got here? It says here in my notes, be determined not to look back. No matter who's calling you. Do not look back, no matter who is calling. You ever had those friends that try to get you to re remember when we used to trying to get you to reflect back on your life? Don't look back. Don't don't sit there and wonder about three years ago and where you could have been. Don't don't look back. Don't torment yourself. Do not look back. Amen. Move forward. Everything that's for you is in front of you. All right. What else we got here? Hmm. Here's the next part. Check yourself every quarter. Hold yourself accountable. Your future is depending on you. In other words, how many of us make New Year's resolutions, say, I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this. I'm going to accomplish this. The Lord told me to tell you, hold yourself accountable every three months. Every three months, check yourself. Am I on pace? Am I on track? Am I doing what I said I was going to do? Amen. Right now, the um, what's the gym? What's that gym? Everybody go to Planet Fitness. That you're gonna pay your little ten dollars for your fitness membership. You're gonna go for the first month or two, and then something gonna happen. And then be like a month go by, and then two months go by, and then, and then this go by, and then that. You still paying that ten dollars though? You ain't using it, but you're still paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want you to be determined not to look back. I want you to make sure there's no fear moving forward. Be unapologetic self this year. Check yourself every quarter. Hold yourself accountable to your future and depend because your the future is depending on you. Some people say things like, well, if it's for me, you know, it's going to happen anyway. That's not true. That's not true. It's not true. God gives you a vision, if he gives you something to do, if he gives you instructions, and you don't carry it out, you're not going to get the manifestation. It's just going to pass you by. You know, Gehazi was called to be the next prophet. He was called by God. Elisha was, was mentoring him, but he went off course. He lost focus. He got greedy. He got in the self, and he lost his next level. He lost his promotion, and the crazy thing about it is there was nobody else that replaced him. Elisha died without releasing his anointing on another person. And so it does matter. Amen. There is things lined up. There's domino effects. Our obedience and our fulfilling purpose in our lives affects not only our lives, but other people that are in collaboration with our lives. It's important that we win. Look at your neighbor and say, it's important that you win. It's important. All right. I'm just about done with this. I already said this, get used to uncomfortable places in the moment that uh, will cause your purpose to be revealed. The uncomfortable place is a place where your flesh is vulnerable, but your spirit is thriving. It's a place where your spirit is excited because your spirit has been there before, but your flesh never has. Woo-wee. Mm. Get comfortable. Get, get excited about when people offer you opportunities that you have no reference or experience in. 
because that's where God is going to show himself large in your life, and he's going to make you look real good in an uncomfortable place in the church that amen. All right, I'm good with that right there. Thank you. All right, let's pray. Let's go into the word. I wanted to give you that New Year's thing. I hope you wrote it down. You can hear it later on online if you want to. Real quick recap, comfortable being uncomfortable, new levels that I have never been before. Commit to one thing, living your best life. Support your local congregation. Extend your hand to help others. Be determined not to look back no matter who is calling you. No fear to move forward and be an unapologetic self this year. Check yourself every quarter. Hold yourself accountable. Your future is depending on you. Get used to uncomfortable places in moments that will cause your purpose to be revealed. In the church said amen. Father, we honor you today as we enter into the presence of your presence. We ask you, Father, to continue to lead us and guide us in all truth. We empty ourselves that you, we can be filled with only you, only your words, only your desires, only your will for your people. We need to hear from you. This is the first day. This is the beginning. How often, God, does Sunday fall on the first day of the year? God, this is a day that we need to clearly hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We need you, Father. We do not want to repeat mistakes from yesteryear. We do not want to see that same rock this year again. Father, we want to push forward. We want to accomplish. We want to achieve. We want to be all that you've called us to be. Bless us now, Father. We honor you and we praise you. Let the word of God have so much impact that will radically change the brain waves, the thoughts of your people to where our minds are recalibrated and renewed to a kingdom mindset that will not that we will not allow self-sabotage or fear or the attacks of the enemy to stifle us or to paralyze us. But we will do all that you've called us to be and to do this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. All right, I'm going to need some help right here. I need some of these cheers. I got me, I'm, I got the spirit of my wife on me. I need a little uh, oval kind of thing right here. Help me with these cheers. Put one here and just kind of make a... Make a moon shape. Yeah, just take it all the way around. Well, we got a lot of help coming. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just, yeah, put that one right on top. Just make a like a moon shape. Yeah, around. Yeah, that'll work on that for me. I'm coming. I, I, I want just a, a circle. I want a, I want a half circle. I need, I need some space in it, though. Make it. Open it up. Open it up. Yeah, open it up. Amen. Can you take it out wider, please? Just a little wider. Yeah, a little wider. All right. Y'all doing a great job. Come on. I mean, it, that looks straight to me. It looks straight. Let's bring. Let's close it in right here. All right, we good. You, you put two cheers here and a cheer there. We're good. That's that's perfect. All right, that's good. Perfect. Praise the Lord. Y'all did great. Now, Corey, can you do me a favor? Can you go get that that other stand that's out in the hallway there for me? All right. Yeah, the black one. Y'all can go sit down now. Thank you. Give the men some hand. Give them a hand. Give them a hand, y'all. Give them a hand. All right. Woo. Sit right down there. very much. Appreciate you. I want to talk about no limit today. Somebody shout no limit. No limit. No limit. I want to talk a little bit about no limit. The Holy Spirit put in my heart so clearly I was going to talk about supernatural again like I talked about last night. But he said, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Today I want to talk about no limit. I need the people to understand that there is no limit in this year for themselves. There's no limit there is no limit. There is no limit. To limit something or to have a limit means the final or utmost or furtherance boundary or point as to extent or amount, continuous procedure, the limit of his experience, the limit of vision, a boundary of some sort, some kind of ending. As far, in other words, a, a limit is like as far as you can go. 
And I think most of us, even though we're saved, and even though we love the Lord, and even though we have the Holy Spirit, and even though we have the gifts of the Spirit, many of us function with a limited experience. We can go, but we only go so far. You know, and so even now, as I walk down here, I can go here, and uh, I'm able to preach in this environment. I'm able to prophesy. I'm able to do all kinds of works, as long as you're within my boundary. See, people are able to function, and they feel comfortable as long as you're within the boundary. But here's the challenge for you to, to this morning is, who made the boundary? Who said you could only go this far? Huh? Why, why, why am I limited to here? Why can my family only go this far? Why can I only live in certain parts of the neighborhood? Why is it a certain job only for me? Why can't I be the head and not the tail? Why can't I be above only and not beneath? Why is there always some kind of limit of what I can or cannot do? Have you noticed coming up, there's always some people telling you what you can't do? There's not many telling you what you can do. They're always telling you what you can't do. And we grow up and we accept the limits that are put on us. As Afro-Americans, as, 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 as females, as males, as young and old, there's always somebody telling you, you know, that's not for you. Huh. I went and talked to um, somebody one day and I said, I was doing good in my insurance business and um, um, making some good money. And I said, I'm going to go buy a Mercedes. And somebody very important in my life said to me, don't do that. Because you know, if you do that, then you're going to, amen, expose yourself. You're going to now put yourself as a target. Now they're going to try to take you down. I mean, just creating all this fear in me over buying a Mercedes. So I bought a Cadillac. Because he was a person who had influence in my life. Somebody, I respected their counsel. You understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and so what he, he was teaching me out of his fear and out of his experience. Are you hearing me, somebody? See, sometimes people teach you love, but they also teach you fear at the same time. They're teaching you from a place of love. They care about you. They're concerned about you, but they limit you. Because they don't know what's in you. They don't know what your abilities, they don't know your capacity. And people quickly align your capacity with theirs. And you can be totally, a totally different capacity. There are five and you are ten. Don't you understand? A five can birth a ten. You know, we have parents that never had education, but now we've been birthed out of them, but now we got two degrees. Or they, they always work for somebody else, but now we've been self-employed. They, they never made $100,000. We, we made that by the time we were 23 years. So that, we can come out of something that's not as great as what we accomplish. But many times the people we come out of limit us based on their experience. Even in church, they sell us what we can and can't do. Everywhere you go, they're telling you what your limit is. You're too young for that. Don't, you know, just, just, you know, just file, just, just, you know, fall in line and just, just, just keep your nose clean and, and, and do what we tell you. And one day you'll get your shot. When you have something burning up inside of you right now, God says, I want to tell you there is no limit in this year for you. I want you to bust through these boundaries that have been created against your life. There's... You know, I, I ran into a man one time when I was many years ago, and he was 55 years old. And he lived in trailers his whole life. I ain't got no, no hate against trailers, trailer living. You know, I ain't going to live there, but, you know, it's just, you know, he says, I said, why do you live in a trailer? He says, I don't know. My whole family's always lived in a trailer. He said, you never wanted to buy a house? Never thought about it. So all of his life, he's rented trailers. And I said, won't you see if you can get a house? I helped him. Back that time I had the mortgage company going on back then. I walked him through the process. He qualified for it. He bought a house within a month. He broke a generational curse of limitation because his whole family always lived in trailers. It took somebody outside of the trailer park to get him out of the trailer park. Sometimes you got to shift your friends because the people that are limiting you can't see you past where they live. You got to walk outside of where, where you used to. You got to get some new friends. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some new friends. 
There's some people, amen, that you're around that says marriage can't work, nobody stays married, you know, it's not going to last. And you got friends like that, you know, that's limiting you, your ability. That man loves you, that woman loves you, y'all want to build a life together, but your limited friends are keep telling you the nightmares and the bad stories of marriage. You need to get around somebody who's been married longer, amen, long enough to be able to tell you that you can have this. There's things in your heart, in your mind that God puts in you, but the devil does a good job of putting these limitations. Well, I want to do this, but I can't do it yet because this is in my path. I want to do this, but I, I'm, this is keep, I, I, I can't, it must not be for me because so, every time I try to do it, I run into this. Somebody say no limit. I got scriptures, but I just want to talk to you for a second. We move, we can, you, you can have these boundaries in your life and you can move around in them. Girl, come on over. As long as they come inside your boundaries, you get along fine. As long as your circle stays within the circle of your boundaries. Well, I don't really feel comfortable with her. You know, she thinks, you know, she, she all that. And this, that. No, some people are not arrogant. They're not uppity. They just know who they are because insecurity is on this side and confidence is on that side. And so you, you don't feel comfortable with people on that side because they're confident where you're insecure. It's not that they're better than you. It's that they, they got a revelation that they, they, they have a right to live on this side of your boundary. Somebody say no limit. The Spirit of the Lord is telling me this because it's so much he wants to do. It's, I, I hate to tell you this, but it's so much he wanted to do for you last year. It's so much he wanted to do through you last year. But you kept on telling God what your limitations were. If I called you, if I called you to speak, if I called you to speak right now, one of you would say, come on up here and speak. I'm not a speaker. See, here's the thing you got to realize. If somebody opens up an access opportunity for you, it doesn't matter if you have any experience or not. It's in the, see, grace comes with the acceptance of the challenge. Ooh, that's good right there. I say what? Grace, say it with me. Grace comes with the acceptance of the challenge. Amen. You don't have to have a history. How can you have a history with your future? <laughs> how can you have experience of something you've never realized before? You know, I've never done this before. That's not a negative thing. Some corporations will not hire certain people in certain opportunities if you have a past experience in another company. If you've done a certain job with another company, they won't hire you because they know you've been trained a certain way. And so they, they know you're not going to be able to adapt to the new systems that they have or the system how they do it because you're going to always refer to another mindset where they rather take somebody that's never done it before so they can train their mind to perform at the level they want to be formed at. And so God will take a person who's never done it before because you're easily, easily trained than somebody that's been doing it for 20 years. Well, why would God use, call you, and I've been doing this for 20 years because you're setting your ways, and there's some things that God wants to do, and you can't get past your past. Hmm. Somebody say no limit. Hmm. Second child was, so was with my second child, pregnant with my second child, Jessica. And um, I went to the, the factory to work because we needed a crib. So I went, not a house, but an actual crib. I need an actual crib. You know, I'm going to use crib. I need a crib for the baby, not a crib to live in. Yeah. So I worked at General Motors, or General Foods or whatever for that summer for a couple weeks, whatever. The baby was born, bought my crib. And I was, the lady called me down to the office and said, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to work here full-time. You're such a good worker. My goal wasn't to work there. My, my goal was a crib. That's it. I got my crib. I'm out. I told the lady, said, thank you very much for the opportunity, but I'll be leaving today. This is my last day. She's, she almost cussed at me. She got, got all red in the face. Do you know how many people would love to have this opportunity to work here and you just blah, blah, blah. And then I told my grandfather. My grandfather said, Grandfather, I'm leaving that job. Oh, 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 my grandfather started with, no, 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 no. Now you better sit down here, boy. And that's a good job. You better get back. You go back and tell him you want that. Grandfather, I'm not going back. I love you, but I ain't going back. 
I'm an insurance man. There ain't no money in insurance. <laughs> I did pretty good with it. <laughs> in his mindset, in his experience, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be self-employed. And he, what he thought was good and what they thought was good for me was to work in the factory. They, they wanted me to live in a limitation that fed them, but it wasn't mine. And that's why I said you're going to have to be willing this year to walk into areas that you're not comfortable in because, you know, what's going to make you uncomfortable is sometimes the people that you care about and the people that, you, that love you and the people that care for you, they think they're telling you what's good for you, but the problem with it is they don't see your potential. They don't see the, the design that God has put on your heart. They don't see the potential and the power that's in you to accomplish what God has put in you to do. All they can see is their experience in you. And so God told me to tell you, I need you to understand that this year is a time and a season that you will have no limit if you will trust me. Just trust me. Amen. Trust me. Move the chair. And people, will be, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, mm-hmm, go ahead. Go ahead. You'll see how, and it's sad. It's sad how people are. It's sad how the crabs are. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. We'll, they, they won't help you. As you're trying to bust through, they, they, as you try to bust through your limitations, people move back on you. They start doing this. They start standing clear like something's going to fall out of the sky and take you out or something. They start withdrawing their support. They start withdrawing their, their, their encouragement because you're not living your life the way they think you should be living it. How dare you be independent? How dare you, amen, uh, not take my counsel? So I'm going to punish you now. <laughs> God said, don't even worry about it. I'm going to send you new friends, new connections that will enhance your no-limit mindset, not keep you in the limitations. It's time. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time. Let me tell you something. You're not too young and you're not too old. Oh, I didn't finish college. I didn't finish degree. Neither did I. I started a business and didn't finish my degree. I, I, I didn't finish my degree. To ten, we dropped out. Of, we dropped. Look, we dropped out of college. Me and Sybil dropped out of college. Got married. We wanted to honor God. I, you know, and, and my mom was hot with me, and she had every right to because I was a junior in college. But I'd rather honor my God by marrying my wife than keep messing with my wife. That's, that's why we did it. I didn't want to keep sleeping with her out of wedlock, so I wanted to honor God. We dropped out of school, got me a job. We suffered, we struggled, we did all that. But before God, we were blessed, and he honored us. And I got my degree 10 years later. Went back 10 years later. Every time I went back to get my degree, we got pregnant. Baby was coming, I had to drop back out. I was in there, got that class, I had to withdraw. Took a class, had to withdraw. Took a class, had to withdraw. I mean, we had seven kids in, in 10 years. I mean, every year we had a baby, just about. The first baby was 12 months old, 12 months apart. The rest of them were 15 months apart. So every time I tried to move forward, the baby would come. I had to fall into my husband, father road, make sure things were good. Had to drop out. And eventually I finally finished it 10 years later. And by that time, I was already self-employed and made money over 10 years. So the system that told me I had to have my degree to get ahead was not true. Let me say this, it wasn't true for me because I didn't let it be true for me. People are, people are uh, we, we teach you about being saved. We teach you about salvation. We teach you about living holy. And I know we're in a society right now where people do whatever they want to do. They live any kind of way. They, they just do whatever they want to with their bodies anymore. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Amen. Taking the limits off of yourself and keeping yourself holy and keeping yourself right before God and not laying down with every person that wants to lay down with you and not doing whatever else people want to do. Just because it's not popular right now to be chased doesn't mean it's not powerful. See, being chased and keeping yourself may not be popular, but it is powerful. It is powerful. And so I want you to understand there are some limitations that come in people's lives, amen, because of our society and what's going on. But I'm telling you, separating yourself and being different and being uncomfortable sets you apart and allows God to use you in a way you could never imagine. And people will notice you and put you and give you opportunity that you normally wouldn't have just because you didn't fall into the, the, fall into the, the horde of the stream of the normality of people's lifestyles. Separate yourself. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. He says, come on out. I know you're in some mess right now, but just come on out. Let me show you something greater than you've ever experienced before. Because the truth of the matter is, if you live long enough, doing what they say is fun ain't fun. 
And I mean, I had my little party time in college before I got saved, and we would get drunk, and we would get high, and we would act a fool, and we would wake up the next morning in somebody else's room with somebody else's clothes on and didn't know where our clothes was at, and we, we had a good time last night. And then we'd be there over, head hurting, and we'd sit there on Monday trying to go through psych class, and like, I ain't never drinking again. And on Friday, we right back at it again. And we called that fun. That was, that was good times. We have to break these norms. We've got to break the systems of this world that convince us that these limitations is the best you can have. There's, there is a greater experience that you can have in God. There's a greater experience you can have on your job. There's greater experience you can have in your relationship. If you would just allow, now relationships are tough one because what's the limitation of relationships? Fear. I'm afraid he's going to hurt me. I'm afraid she's not going to be faithful to me. I'm afraid he's going to cheat on me. So now you live in a relationship scared every day, questioning every moment. Can't even enjoy the good feeling that you have about your partner because you're so afraid, putting limitations. My mom always told me if they got beady eyes, if they got this, if they got that, don't trust him. And now you sit there looking at that person because something your mama said. You can't even trust that person because something your mama said. Or something your daddy said about a woman. Son, the women did that and the other, blah, blah. We ain't supposed to have just one woman. Son, God made us so we can, you know, we're supposed to procreate. We're supposed to, and we come up with those false teachings and limitations of our ability to love and to give ourselves. We have to tear down these strongholds, y'all. We got to tear down these mindsets and live this no-limit lifestyle that God has for us. We can do it. You can do it. No limit. Somebody shout no limit. Oh, have you ever had such a blessing go on in your life and you got scared because things were going too good? You ever had things go so good in your life you got scared? Like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to go wrong? What is that about us that we fear success, that we fear, amen, wholeness, that we fear, amen, the blessing of God? Don't you understand? There is no trick here. When you line yourself up with the word of God, when you line yourself up with the truth, when you live right and you work hard and you do what you're supposed to do, when the blessings start to come, there is no ah, psych. God can bless you. He will continue to bless you. The press down, the shaking together, the running over, they can keep on happening year after year after year after year if you just stay in alignment with God. We self-sabotage the blessing by allowing fear to come in, allowing deception to come in, allowing uh, temptations to come in. If we could just stay in alignment with what God has blessed us, I'm going to be honest, let me say this real clear. Doing the right thing over a long period of time does have certain times when it's boring. Being holy and being righteous and doing what you're supposed to do on a daily basis is not always exciting, but it's always profitable. And sometimes people are like, I want some excitement. I want, I, I want that excitement when we first started the date. I want that stirring. I want that, ooh, I want that feel, that flutter feeling again. I'm like, that's fine. That's the flesh talking to you right there. But the truth is you want to understand the value of the covenant that you made in your marriage, not the fluff or the stir, because that's temporary. Holy Spirit is speaking in here. He says, I want my people to understand there is no limit for you. People put limitations on your abilities and on your blessing. They say, I'm going to give them five years. When I started this church 28 years ago, was it 28 years? 28 years in May. Started this church 28 years ago. They, you know what they told us when we started out? I was 28. I'm 56 now. That's 28 years ago. 20, I'm, 50, I'm 56, right? 56, yeah. 56. So 28. 20 plus 28 is 56, right? There it is. There, there it is. There it is. They, told, they gave us six months. I'll give them six months. He'll be closed down. I'll give them a year, they're closed down. It's amazing when you're trying to do something for God, how they put limitations on how long you can last. They do that to you too. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to start my investment company. I'm going to start this new career. We getting, you know, it's amazing when you tell people, oh, we getting ready to get, we engaged. Let's see if they make it to the, let's see if they make it to the, to the wedding. You know, a lot of folks get engaged, but they don't never get married. Why does that negativity come out? You know, instead of saying, instead of celebrating the positive thing that they've just declared, you know, I'm so happy for you because many times people can't be happy for you because they ain't happy for themselves. Why am I talking about this today? Because I want you to understand 
that there is no limit, and we don't have time waiting on people that are limited. It's a tough word today because we waited last year, and we waited the year before for some people. And we're still waiting for some people right now. And God told me to tell you, do not wait for them. You have a no-limit opportunity to get ready to present itself. And I don't need you looking back to see if they they agree with it, if they're down with it, if they accept it. Because it ain't about them. It's about you. And it's time for you to accept this next season of your life. Somebody shout no limit. There is no limit. There is no limit. There is no limit. There is no limit. Hmm. Me about three more minutes and I'll get out your way. Scripture. Psalms 37 and 1 through 4. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Say that with me. Trust in the Lord and do good. In 2023, God told me to tell you, Trust in the Lord and what? Do good. Say it one more time. Trust in the Lord and do good. That's our responsibility. Our job is to trust God and do good. If you do that, it will break off the limits off your life. You got to trust him and you got to do good. That's what we got to do. Let's finish this up. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be what? Fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee what? The desires of thine heart. Let me help. I, I was ministering to a young person, I mean, actually an older gentleman, uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and I was telling him, we have been trained as believers, we've been trained by, as believers to only believe God for what we need. We've been trained. We've been trained to say, you know what, Lord, I just need just enough to pay the rent. I just need enough to get food on the table. I just need enough to do this. I just need enough. We're always praying for just enough. God says, what's wrong with you? Putting that limitation on me. You only believe in me for what you need. I want to give you what your desire is. What do you desire? I want more than just enough, y'all. I want more than just enough to pay the rent this month and have $2 left over. I want to press down, shaking together, running over experience in my life. I want so much money in the bank, I ain't got to think about this sale. Matter of fact, I ain't got to buy it on sale. I can buy it full price. I want you to understand God will give you the desires of your heart if you would just take the limits off your faith and your trust to God. Stop believing God for a need when he's ready to give you what you want. Because they've sold us this bill, this bag of bag of bones, saying, you know, be humble and be this, and you know, don't want too much, don't don't lust after. No, 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 no. The devil is a lie. If God can give Israel a promise of wealth and increase and overflow, and they're some of the wealthiest nation on earth, on the lowest, on the smallest geographical piece of land, because God has blessed them, because they understood, they expect the increase and have the overflow flow in their life. We as Pentecostals and people of the spirit realm, we have been taught by our forefathers. I'm I'm, going to say this is not a shade, but I'm saying we've been taught by poor people. We've been taught by poor people. And they have a spiritual revelation, but they never had a natural experience. So they taught us about the spirit, but they had no reference of how God blesses in the natural. And I'm trying to tell you right now, I said last night, God wants us to have the natural blessings and the spiritual blessings also. I don't have to be poor to be spiritual. He said, I'm going to give you a new and a better covenant. The new and better covenant is that what Israel didn't have, they didn't have salvation. They didn't have grace. What they had was a law. They had laws, and they abided by the laws, and God would bless them. But we had the grace of God on our lives, but we also have the power of the natural realm. We also are man on earth. God said, give man dominion on earth. We don't have to, you have to understand, just being a man should increase you in everything you do. But if you allow the limitations of religion, to hold you down, you're always going to ask God for just enough.
told the man, he's a millionaire. The guy's a millionaire. The guy's a millionaire, but he said, when's the last time you've been on vacation? Oh, you know, I just you know, I haven't been on one. I just want to get, I mean, he was a real spiritual dude. I just want to sow into the ministry. I just want to give to the kingdom. I just wanna, I said, okay. I said, after you pay your tithes, after you pay your offerings, after you pay your special seed and all that, and first fruits, all that, and you got all this other money left, what's that money for then? Well, I just don't feel comfortable. You know, I mean, I just, he, 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 he the, the, the spirit of poverty can be on a millionaire. Ain't that something? You can be a millionaire and still have the spirit of poverty. Because the money doesn't make you rich. It's your mindset. If you don't believe, see, here's the thing about it is, you, you, you don't think you deserve it. You don't think that's for you. It's amazing how we think. We do it all. We've all done it. We see, we, we, we cheerlead you. You know what? I believe you can do your business. I believe. I cheerlead you. I think you can be a millionaire. But when, oh, no, no, not me. No, no, not me. I'm not, that's not for me. The devil is a lie. Look at your name and say, why not me? I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. I'm an heir and a joint heir of Jesus Christ. I'm a royal priesthood, a what? A holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. I'm supposed to be the head, y'all, and not the tail. I'm supposed to be above only and not beneath. And just because I don't have no reference of it doesn't mean it's not for me. Are you hearing me, somebody? I got to go. Y'all's football game is on. Last scripture for the day. I got more, but I'm going to give you one more. Philippians 4 and, 4 and 10. Somebody say no limits. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not God. I want to change the mindset. A lot of people believe if it's uncomfortable or challenging, it's not the will of God. That's total opposite. When it's the will of God, you're going to come up against an adversary called the devil that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your future and your purpose. You're going to have conflict when you have a calling or a purpose on your life. Amen. You could find the right woman or man to marry, and things. And you're going to have all kinds of attacks come at you mentally, subliminally, physically. Things are going to come up. Amen. Trying to get you to sabotage what God is putting together. Things that are godly don't go smooth. You're always going to have an adversary come for you. And you're going to have to press past that to get to what you really, you're going to have to fight for it. Israel, when they took the promised land, had to fight each town. They had to conquer each, each township. They had to win against each battle. They had to fight. They didn't just lay down. They had to battle them to possess what God promised them. Just because he promised you doesn't mean it's going to come to you without a fight. It's going to be a fight. Calm down, Dwayne. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, Philippians 4 and 10. That now at the last your care of me have flourished again. Wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both now to be a base and I know how to be abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Hmm. I can do it. I can do it through Christ. Now, here's the key. While you're waiting, you don't let anxiety and lust take over. You don't allow impatience to override, amen, the process. Say that with me. Don't allow, the pa don't allow impatience to override the process. Say it again. Don't allow impatience to override the process. Because some things that are godly, they take more time than you're willing to take. It takes time sometimes to work a miracle. It takes time to bring you to your expected end. It takes time to bring you to the full manifestation of what he has for you. It's not going to happen like cracker pot. Like, you know, the devil will give you something quick, but he'll take everything in return. But sometimes you have to be patient and wait on the Lord 
Sometimes you have to stand, and when you've done all you can do to stand, you've got to stand there for and wait on God. You've got to trust God. Can you imagine what it must have been like for Abraham when God told him he's going to have a son and he had to wait 25 years for that manifestation? 25 years. You get a word from the Lord. By that time, y'all would have called me a false prophet. You've been like, Bishop, a false prophet. He told me I was going to have a son. It's, I'm 20 years in. We got gray hair. Matter of fact, I'm putting hair in my head. I, I'm, I, I ain't even got hair no more. We, done, we, we old. We got wrinkles. I don't know where we're going to get pregnant. The word of the Lord. Somebody said the word of the Lord is worth waiting for. What time is out? It's 126. It's late. Father, we honor you. And we thank you for the spirit of God in this place. Father, I pray that we bust through these limitations in our minds, in our bodies, in our ethos, in our background, in our training, in our teaching. Father, I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke fear right now in the name of Jesus that continually paralyzes us for pursuing the purpose that's in us. It's screaming on the inside. It's telling us that we can do it, and we keep on telling it the limitations of why we can't do it right now. But this is 2023, the year of no limits, the year of no limitations. I'm not too old. I'm not too young. I'm not too poor. I'm not too rich. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do it. I want you to declare that out of your spirit right now. I can do it. Holy Spirit, next time someone puts limitations on me, Father, Holy Spirit, bring it to my awareness. Let me see it for what it is. Let me not accept the limitating thoughts and discussions and judgments of other people. Let me press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Let me, let me believe beyond my understanding and beyond my ability. Let me strengthen myself. In the inward parts, God, Father, you blessed me. And it's amazing what I've accomplished in life already, but there's so much more. Lord, let me not be the one that's in the grave saying what I could have, should have, should have done. All that potential, all that insight, all that vision just buried six feet under. Father, while I yet on this side of glory, may I have the courage and the tenacity to believe beyond my doubts and my fears. Believe beyond the limitations that are in front of me. and let, Give me the strength and the know-how to bust through and be no limit in my life. I may not be perfect, Father, but I will press. I may not know everything I need to do, but I will press. I may not have all the information, but Lord, I will press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Lord, I believe this congregation of people in this room today and online are hearing the word of the Lord today, speaking into their spirit that there is no limit on you. You can do it. It may be uncomfortable, but you can achieve it. It, it, may, it, may, take, it may cost more than you're willing to pay, but God said pay the price anyway. And watch what I do with your efforts. Holy Spirit, baptize us. Refresh us and stir us, empower us to go beyond our limitations to accomplish all that you put before us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Clap your hands, all you people, and bless the name of the Lord. Can you imagine something here? Can you imagine... Sorry. You know what, son? Come here. Come here, Thomas. Just stood up. Come here. Come here. Come here. Stand right here for me. See his height? All right. I'm 6'3, right? And I'm standing up here. And I'm up here nine foot. He down there four foot. And God tells him he can beat Goliath. We all look at this, and what are y'all going to tell this boy? Boy, you better go sit down somewhere. That man going to kill you. <laughs> but he heard there's something inside him saying he can win, though. 
And his win is not based on his size, but it's based on the voice that's inside of him. You got to learn how to win by the voice and not by your size. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? You got to learn how to win by the voice inside of you, not by the size of you. He said to everybody, he said, who's this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the Lord? I'll cut his head off. And they heard him talking. And they took him to the king and said, we got a warrior that wants to fight Goliath. The king sized them up. You're going to need some armor. Give him, give him. He, he said, boy, you can't be my champion. And then he spoke up. He said, I, the, the lion rose up. I killed the lion. The bear rose up. I killed the bear. I can kill Goliath too. Oh, you got confidence. Are you hearing me? It doesn't matter how your size is. It's the confidence that you speak in. The king tried to give him his armor. He put it on out of respect. And then when he walked out the tent, he's like, King, I can't wear this. Because this ain't been proven. This ain't proven in here. He took his little slingshot. Took his little rock. And he faced Goliath with a slingshot in a rock. How many of y'all, if y'all was sitting here doing the best, how many, what would the odds be against him? 5,000 to 1 shot? He took his rock, he took his slingshot, and he took one shot at Goliath and took him out. Don't you understand? There's some things you'll never accomplish until you take your shot. Come on, church. You got to take your shot for God to get in it. God got in the shot of David. Yeah, David did his regular thing, and he released that rock, and God got in that rock. And set that rock in that boy's middle of his head and sunk it into his skull. No regular rocks don't do that. But God got it. What am I saying? You got to have enough confidence to take your shot. Even when you got to deal with a Goliath like this. God said no limits in 2023. Tap your neighbor and say take your shot. You can have a seat come back. Tap another neighbor and say take your shot. One more. Take your shot. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Dwayne L. Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come with the experience.